2: This podcast is supported by SafeBand. SafeBand is the indigo-silicon wristband that lets people know that you, or a member of your family, has been vaccinated to protect them from COVID-19. And with every SafeBand that's ordered by you,
1: or people like you, we donate one to a frontline key worker or vulnerable member of the community. Slowly, life will return to how it once was. Until then, we're determined to get things back to normal for those who've taken the first step. Find out more by clicking the link in the description or visiting safeband.me.
2: Hello and welcome to Holistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. He is sidekick Josh Landy. Hello, Josh.
0: Hey, Boyd. Great to be here after a success in the North London Derby.
2: It is. My first question to you before we introduce our, our special guest is, are, is Jermaine Genus one of your clients? Uh, no. Okay, good. Because I'd like to dedicate this podcast to JJ, as I think he's known in the business, whose performance on Match of the Day last night was one of, added, only added to the joy of the day in which we we won the North London Derby. And he... um, to see Jermaine Genus's fury <laughs> at the various decisions and the Spurs performance um alongside Martin Keown was absolutely a joy to behold. Um, he, he was spiky,
0: so, yeah. wasn't he? He was spiky. He was. I think he was uh, frustrated. What I will say in defense of um, all the pundits that are going in to do match of a day and match of a two now is they are working much longer days than they used to because of the fact every single day is now, you know, not on at the same time. Right. So match of right. a two is now, you know, you've got to be in there, you know, ready for a midday kickoff, sit there, watch four whole games in a row. Think about analysis and all four of them. And then you're, you know, on air at 1030.
2: Hey, hey, watching- thirty like a 12 hour day. I'm watching four whole games in a I don't get paid for it. Yes, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, first of all, problems. Working. Come on. Though. All right, all right. No, I'm, well, I'm anyway. just saying it's a, it's a long day. Yes. But it was. It was strange. Fair enough. He was spiky about it. He was very yeah. spiky. He's not like that when he co-hosts the one show. I don't know if you've ever seen him on the way. Because he's one of those no, people yeah. who's become a full all-round kind of um, TV kind of guy. Um, he does. He does. And much maybe my might be in about in a, in a few months' time. Sorry. He, he does match with AX, um Yeah, 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 yeah as well. So the yeah. uh,
0: the show aims at a younger audience, and yeah, him and Alex Scott are both doing uh, the one show, aren't they? At different points. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fans I, of I, a lot, lot of people have been. That. That. A lot of people have been putting up the clip of um, the Chelsea Spurs game from a number of years ago, where he was also particularly upset that Spurs had lost the <laughs> yeah. game.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. He, it was fans of would I lie to you. Will know that Jermaine Genius was once on the show with Jermaine Greer, and it was uh, it was a Jermaine special. It was a very good episode of that show. Anyway, with enough rambling on about Jermaine Genius, we've got uh, Arsenal supporting legend Nick True back with us for Great. the first time. For the first time, Nick, since uh, December, mid December, when I believe we were kind of at the trough, in the trough of Arsenal season, we were in that period of truly awful both football and results, and now. You're back, uh, uh, reaching some kind of high point in the season for us, I guess. I mean, we're still tenth. Let's face it. But let's get let's let's get the elephant in the room dealt with out of the way. You called for Arteta's head, famously. I, I in, that, in that podcast. Guilty. How do you feel now? How do you feel? Well,
1: obviously, like you do, a lot, lot better, a lot more positive. Um, I thought we were brilliant yesterday, actually, for eighty minutes. Um, maybe the best Arteta ball, um, since he's been there, um, bordering almost on sort of some of the Wenger quality forward play. Um, so yeah, I I feel differently now and delighted and it's so wonderful to be proved wrong when it's, you know, it's a good thing to be proven wrong. But at that time we we were awful and we, all, all our balls were sideways and backwards uh, and the, the the sort of bizarre thing was yesterday Spurs for 80 minutes played like we were playing them. Mm. They were playing mm. sideways and backwards the whole time. Uh, they, they didn't have a I think they had one shot in the first half, wasn't it? It was a goal. Um, you, know, and that, you could argue that was brilliant and a fluke at the same time. So apart from that, um, th- they were sort of playing like we were. So, yeah, so the answer is so much more positive, so much happier. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be interesting in the next few weeks, isn't it?
0: I mean, we should also remember, I think when Nick came on, Spurs were pretty much around the top of the uh, table. You know, we, we were on about a point a game after 12, 13 games, and Spurs had about, you know, d- double our points at that time. So, yeah, the transition... Um, I think, in terms of how both set of fans are feeling is is an incredible difference. But, I mean, Nick, I'm just interested, because Boyd brought up there about, you know, not being sure about whether Arteta maybe should have continued. But is there still an argument that we go out in a quarterfinal of Europe and we come ninth or tenth? How, how do you feel? Or have you now seen enough positivity to just say, yep, yeah, we'll head into next season anyway?
1: Well, certainly at that time, all I wanted was to see us pass the ball forwards. I mean, I mean, not <laughs> yeah. every pass, obviously, but you know, the whole point of passing backwards and sideways is to eventually find that forward pass. And yesterday, for eighty minutes, we were doing that so well um, But, yeah, i definitely feel that um, I, I'm I'm quite excited actually uh, about and what also the th- and also the squad. Let's not forget that. Mm. I mean, that squad, that bench was probably the strongest bench we've had. For many many years, so that's that's very positive so yeah so my answer is yeah I, I want to see how well he does this season if he, even if we go out of the Europa and even if we finish tenth, obviously I hope we finish higher and go further um yeah i'm I'm, I'm feeling a lot more positive and yes um, let's see what happens this season, see what happens in the summer and let's let's go again that's that's where I'm now.
2: I think if you look at it, it's interesting because I think probably the the two main differences in terms of personnel in this game and in and in recent times, but particularly in this game, as opposed to when you were last on the podcast, are Emil Smith Rowe and Odegaard. And what's, I think what I find fascinating, if you think about it, is first of all, I think Emil Smith Rowe has absolutely transformed our season in terms of, as you were saying, getting the ball forward. I literally think, and this is, I've been, I mean, I've, I've said this before and I am saying it again, I think Emil Smith-Rowe has transformed our season. And um, we didn't have, we just didn't have an outlet to push the ball forward. You were right in that it was unbelievable watching Arsenal, wasn't it? Going backwards and sideways. It was excruciating. So you were right about that. and But now, it, ever since he came into the side, we've had that outlet. Via him he's such a forward thinking literally forward thinking and forward running player and then on 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 against spurs we had him out wide and odegaard and I, and of course the other thing about odegaard is when we bought him i think everyone including me assumed that he was being bought as a backup or as an alternative to ems throw. he was very young and has injuries etc but what 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 we saw what was so interesting in this game was they both played together and I thought it was so, they were both so good. Um, I think it's really exciting. We've suddenly got so much creativity. When you add that on to Zaka, I mean, I know he was substituted half-time, then Pepe who came on, had a really good, some really good moments, some really uh, amazing moment of technique when he passed that ball to Lacazette for the penalty uh, situation. Um, It's a a transformation, isn't it? Mm.
1: And. And when I was on that podcast, you were you were pretty down on Willian, which is, um, I think, an understatement. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's fair to say that he's looking really good. I mean, I love his running, running at the, at the defences, which is what he always used to do for Chelsea. Um, and he's starting to do that for us. Um, that's great to see some of our players take other players on. And it seems that he's probably maybe the best that we've got at doing that. And um, that's something we haven't seen like for ages, you know, just running, running at, 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 and they're terrified of him when he does that. Um, so that was good. I thought he had a good game too. So yeah, what b- b- bodes well, doesn't it? A lot better than, <laughs> than when I was last on. Did you
2: just Did you just say William was our best player? Best
1: uh... at running, at, at, at running, at running at a defence. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Better than not, last few games. Saka and Zucker and, uh, and Rowe. I am not sure. I wouldn't necessarily. In a, in a different, in a, yeah. I mean, it's been in the last yeah. few games. It's been much better. Yeah, but I mean, I. I mean, he was awful. obviously. Really? He was. Yeah, awful, he was but awful. He's no, awful. He's definitely but,
1: but, no. But in the last few games, it's he's transformed okay. too.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But well, I mean, fantastic. I would pick. I would pick in Millsmith Smith Rowe, Saka, Pepe, and um and. uh Oh, Odegaard. In fact, I would pick about four or five players ahead of him. I have to say, but you know, that's... he is doing,
0: warranting a place. You know, certainly some participation. If it's off the bench, you know, then say he's played himself back into contention, which you know a month ago seemed almost unthinkable that we would be sort of welcoming his involvement in in some games. I mean, the, the two issues I you know that that need bringing up you know, it is the massive call that Arteta made um, yeah. in, in terms of Bamiang. And I am absolutely convinced he did the right thing to a T because to, to not play, to, to not play your captain, you know, we've seen bold calls, haven't we? We've seen him get rid of Ozil, Gwendouzi, Mustafi, you know, Klazina. we see, we have seen him, you know, get rid of players to leave your captain out of a North London derby when you had every intention of playing him until a couple of hours before is such a bold call and he had to do it, didn't he to protect, you know, how the squad would view him and, and, um, and how the squad would react. And I just wonder now if there is a longer term impact, the idea that he didn't even stay to do a warm down, you know, which is his duty there with the rest of the players that were unused is, uh, it's a little bit concerning. Do you not think Boyd, or are you not so worried?
2: Um, I'm not so worried. I'm not so worried. I think um I've yet to see anyone explain whether or not he had dispensation to leave for the I mean you don't really need to walk no down if you haven't champ. I mean he didn't play.
0: No, no, of course you do. Of course you do. You always go out. You'd all you'd all go out. The fact that he was the first to leave, I mean for, club captain, he shouldn't be the first to sort of leave in that environment okay. when when you when you're last in, you probably shouldn't be first out. I'd, I'd have hung around
2: personally um and i just think, I think it was clever to keep him on the is, bench it was clever uh, to keep him on the bench all right well, yeah, well i've got two insane. questions for you i've got two i've got well, i've got one main question for you you said it was definitely the right thing to do did what would yeah. what did you think when you first heard an hour before the game that he's he had idiot. been benched for what what what, what uh obama yeah he's an idiot yeah but, so I you were fully what, wait a minute wait a minute Okay, so you were fully behind Arteta's decision to bench him, but were you fully behind the the decision of Arteta to make it public why he'd benched him? I don't think
0: it would have been possible to avoid that coming out in some way, and that is proven by the fact that when he said disciplinary, within half an hour, everyone knew exactly what had gone on. So I don't think it was possible to hide, and that's why... I actually really? think he played it perfectly. Yeah, you're not going to hide that. Too many people know. You got you got to remember, it's like team news gets leaked massively. It's a it's a massive problem. No, I um, know, but all know, right. We've, we've even it,
2: right. Even if you're right, hold on. It, even if you're right, what it can still be plausibly denied. I mean, you'd never. No one would ever know one way or the other, would they? If he'd have dropped him, Nick, what do you think? If he did, were you were? I I was fully. I'm fully understand understanding of the decision to bench him. For being late, and he had this lateness issue goes way goes way back to his previous club. Um, I remember I, I tweeted one of the one of the stories from uh, that he was from he Dortmund. was continuing. Dortmund, yeah, um, but I didn't see the need for Arteta to make it public.
1: I, I I thought it was just the whole thing was ridiculous. Um, I, what, what would we have thought if if um, they would have dropped Harry Kane? an hour before the game because he was late, we would have like laughed at them. It's laughable. It's ridiculous. And to make it public is even more ridiculous. Um if he would have just, you know, played lacassette ahead of him um and said nothing, then I think that would have been a much better thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a ridiculous decision. Um however with with Obama
0: A ridiculous decision to make it public or to not play it? Both.
1: Wow.
0: Both. I so don't how get do you keep ad- your integrity? Ad- how do you keep your integrity as a manager, an authority, if well, you allow? De- and it, apparently, I, it's not the first time. So well, how can you just I, be? I would, I would have I, I had a, <laughs> I would
1: have handled it very differently. I would have taken him to one side um, after the game, or, or on Monday, and done something about it quietly um, between the two of them. I certainly would have made this a whole public um,
0: hanging. A, a, just, I don't get I it at it all. I don't, I don't get it at all. Sorry, I, I think, think it does move wrong. on now. The story, I think the story moves on because he, he's come out. He said what it is, rather than it gets leaked. And we've seen, you know, every club. I mean, even the the ridiculous story at Newcastle the other day, where you know Bruce and uh, was it Richard yeah, well, Fraser well, had, well, had well, the. Go we'll on, be sorry.
1: A, we'll be able to look at that club. I mean, it's a
0: that's a joke of a club, Newcastle. Every, everything, every everything
1: they do is a joke. Everything they do. Every so. story
0: would get out. And also, he put him on the bench, not with a thought that he's going to come on in any way. I'm convinced of it. There was no chance he was participating in the match. It was symbolic. You can sit on the bench because I don't want you at home and I don't want you to risk being on like Instagram during the game and doing something. It's like, you'll sit there. <laughs> we will do this. We, we will do this game without you. And and we we're back and show the unity. It could have backfired in the sense, obviously, you know, we could have not won the game. But he he's 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 been such an authoritarian. I mean, even did you see that clip of him having a go at someone not shutting the door during the press conference the other day? I mean, it's scary, scary guy to
2: to disobey. Um, I I just. But so we've you know, had this first, before. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a well minute! Wait a minute! We've had this before with this authoritarian thing with Arteta. And I'm just I just I think the narrative. To use that word of Arteta is that he's the authoritarian and he won't stand for players misbehaving but the whole um you know, he's had play he's treated players differently. I think that's the problem. You know, um Willian, fam- the famous William incident, you know, when he went away without in, you know, in, in the middle of COVID, uh went off for an unofficial break, if you like. And what happened to him? He played the next week, as far as I remember. But is you know, he? When so he was bored? being played every single week. So say, I think if you're going to be the disciplinarian, Nick, then you have to be consistent. and You have to discipline every single player whenever they do something wrong.
1: But as you say, boy, we we don't know what goes on behind closed doors and all these matters. So with with William, maybe that was all agreed and all the rest of it.
2: I don't think it was. I think I don't think I think uh, uh, as Josh points out, we w- the stories at the time from the journalists were they was not officially sanctioned at all, and you know, and yet he kind of got away with it for very. I think. All I would say is this: I, 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 I'm halfway between the two of you, so I agree with Josh. I think it was. I think he had to be disciplined. If he's being consistently late, um, as he was when he played in Germany, then that's an issue and it has to be dealt with. I don't see. I, don't, I completely disagree with you, with you, Josh, about the making it public thing. That things like this happen all the time in clubs. Incidents happen every single week in the dressing room. Disagreements, arguments, raised voices. Blah, 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 blah. Happened all the time. And actually, not that many of them do come out and make public. I don't think at all. If he'd have, if he'd have benched him. First of all, it was quite funny because um, when they interviewed Mourinho before the game, Mourinho assumed it was tactical. And, you know, everyone would have gone, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure he's playing Lacazette tactically for this game. He could have brought him on without losing any face as well. And I think, I have to say, I, I, by the way, let me, let me say, I think Arteta's doing a really, really good job. I think he did a brilliant job yesterday. But my one criticism of who he would be in that game yesterday, he was he was scathing about our last 10, 15 minutes. I don't think he helped with his substitutions. And I actually think he could have brought Bama, Bama on and kept us fresh. When a lot of the forwards were tiring, which would have been better than the slightly negative substitutions he made, I think. But he couldn't bring him on because he'd made that disciplinary decision, as you say. I just don't think there's any need for him to make it public. And I still, and I think tet- I think Aubameyang's the look on his face of fury would not have been there if he'd just been benched and it had been kept secret. I think it's the being made public that the player has a right to be angry about.
1: Totally agree. Um, but no, of course okay. he, just, just, just uh, on Aubameyang sorry. on Aubameyang, yeah. the, the thing about Aubameyang just talking about him as a football player uh, and yeah. obviously an Arsenal awesome player he's our top goal scorer um, he's our captain but h- how many times have we felt sort of fuming when he gets the ball and gives it away and just like this simple ball it's, it's a bit strange because unlike um, you know when we watched Thierry you know when he was scoring all those goals every time he got he got the ball he would Beater player, he would, he would, he would, he would find his man, and so rarely does Bamyang actually con- contribute much to the game apart from you know his fantastic goal scoring, which is a real column. Oh, I don't, I well, don't agree. with that.
2: I think he's got much better at contributing. I think he Really? I think, when, yeah, I think so. I think that's harsh.
1: When, when was the last time he he, uh, he, he made an ass, made an assist? Then
2: I haven't got the stats in front of me, but he certainly. Can you, can you remember one? Uh, Josh, I, can, Josh, may, I, mean, I can I can think of plenty of times when he's played out wide, when he's yeah. made when he's passed to the play and, and and you know it may be maybe an assist for an assist rather than a direct I assist. I, I can well, remember we, plenty of times, it's, and you know he, he remember in that game that I always talk about the game where he played with Lacazette last year in the Europa League, um, where they had a brilliant brilliant um, game together, and he was all over the place in that game and, and made. I'm only, of,
1: I'm only I'm only incredible. saying that because you were talking about him bringing him on. I'm not sure he would have actually contributed I, much.
0: No, I just, I don't think he was going to be brought on in the, in the second half. You know, even if we were 2-0 down, I just think it was symbolic. He, he didn't want to play him. Look at you know, Aubameyang, I, I think, and I would need to check, I think it is something like one Premier League assist so far this season. So there is no question that, you know, there's that. We are used to seeing someone at the very top of the goal scoring charts and a you know a golden boot or a share of the golden boot. So, you know he, he's not going to be there this this season. But I just think, yes, okay, boy, you can argue should it or shouldn't it have been in public domain. I think I'm going to argue it would have got out there anyway. And he wanted to handle it, make his point. I don't think this changes. You know, I, I do think Abamyang will will continue to have an integral part in what's left of, you know, what's left of our season. But I don't think it's a it's a great look to to be the one that's late uh, as club captain. And then it's um yeah, it's a bit of a concern the idea that he was also like, you know, first first to leave. That I can't quite get my head around. I know you're upset and frustrated, but if you're club captain and it's the North London derby day and you've been in the wrong, stick around, be there till the end, congratulate everyone and you know, and then and then worry about yourself and your situation. Surely it doesn't seem good behaviour. What been, he's been publicly humiliated? Well, he's caused it himself, hasn't he? Well, it's well, sort of not easy. I mean, he hasn't been like you know. It's, you know, I, I don't think it's uh, fictitious that he's uh, he's done that. I, ju- I just think if for everyone who's backing this Arteta, um, you know, revolution of which there are people doing it far more vocally than me, although I'm, I'm behind him. You have to. This is what's going to come with it, isn't it? This absolute, you know, uh, authority and uh, and belief in, in doing, you know, what they think is right in the situation. And and he's done it, and he's and he's been vindicated. And you know, it's incredibly interesting how does this galvanise the squad because suddenly, from thinking that Europe was was completely out of a possibility in a league position, you now think, well, if and it's a big if to beat West Ham and and take something from Liverpool suddenly you leave yourself with a real opportunity that uh, most of us... Probably probably yeah, because we, we've, we've got a good run-in after that. I think we've yeah, got
1: a very, very good... Apart from Chelsea, it's... You know, every game is very winnable, isn't it? After, after the yeah. Liverpool game.
0: Absolutely. I think if we're yeah. within four, paper, or yeah, points, yeah, yeah. four or five Do points... Four or five points th- going into that last half a dozen games, I think we're massively in contention.
2: Just on the Aubameyang, a couple more things on the because <laughs> mm. it's, it's interesting. One is... Um, someone said to me today, I was talking talking about, about, about him, and someone was saying how the process of um this is not by the way, I I don't think I'm not saying he 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 shouldn't have been he should have been late, but the process of the players arriving at the at the ground in these times of um COVID, et cetera, that they all driving individually or whatever. He was driving in his chrome-wrapped um Ferrari. Was it the Ferrari or the Lamborghini? One of the two. Um I think the Ferrari. Um, and was spotted <laughs> on the way in, in um, North Highgate in a traffic yeah. jam, yeah, right? Bustle Hill Highgate in, in, in that area in a traffic jam on the way. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate slightly, but slightly to defend him. If he was genuinely, you know, if he left in good time, genuinely got stuck in traffic. I mean, I feel slightly bad. Sorry for it. Do you want to? Him- oh, yeah. You're shaking your head. You're shaking your head. But there is possible, it is possible, you know, that, that, to, to 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 miss time and arrival, and to be stuck in traffic. What do you do? I was once not so long ago because of the way. And another another article mentioned the 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 road situation in North London, where constantly changing. You know, making different roads um, uh, uh, one way, etc., which you don't see on your sat nav. This is true. I was I was late for a filmed recording a, a couple of months ago. I was, I was recording a you know a Talking Heads thing for a TV channel, right? And I was half an hour late for it. And I left in masses of good time. And all I'm saying is it can happen, right? And and, and now, as Nick says, I mean, humiliates is a strong word. He's certainly been publicly, publicly flogged by the manager for, for, for a fairly, you know, it might be a fairly minor discretion. I don't know how many times he's been late. But, you know, if that's going to affect his relationship with the club, if he's going to be so pissed off that if you're right, he did leave, did leave you know, Early. That is a bit. Is that? That's a bit unfortunate, isn't it? Do you know what was bizarre. I mean, obviously, there's like
0: one photo of his uh of his car. It's like yeah. pictured on a higher. I mean, there's no real context. We can't really see a massive traffic jam. All we can see is like a series of, of cars in the road. I mean, there's no sign of them moving. But Stop the guy, who, quite, the guy who saw it said it was a traffic
2: jam. I know. but well, the guy who's, who. who, who I mean, he wouldn't, you know, he's not, I mean, anyway, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying it's possible that, the, that someone can be late and it's, you know, and to have a decent excuse is not just, you know, it's not just deliberately doing it to be provocative well, or deliberately unreliable. Look, I, I doubt he's the only one to take a similar route.
0: So if he was late, you wonder if anyone else was late. And I, I just think it's obviously not the first time. And Arteta's presumably yeah, made the point sure. to him in the past. And is at some point you have to show, you know, your authority, and it doesn't doesn't matter who you are. Can I can I just
1: come back to that point I was making? Because um, it's interesting. Because of course you were just saying about Smith Rowe and the forward play and playing Odegaard and him. Um, I mean, would you prefer to see, because, you know, he would have probably played there um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in that Smith Rowe position on the left. But, you know, yesterday that was terrific with Smith Rowe and uh, Tierney down that left. He was, uh, I mean, that's where the, yeah. that, the goal came from, wasn't it? The first one, which changed the game, um, you know.
2: So, oh, it was amazing. All, all their attacks, all, absolute vast majority of our attacks were on that side and were absolutely brilliant. The link up, the forward runs from Smith Rowe, so, who be, I, you know, I, who's, who's, in, who's in theory a number 10, you're right. I know, I completely agree with your point, but do we know for a fact that he would have played Aubameyang in that role or would he have m- maybe been in the Lacazette role up front in the in the middle? I think, I think, I think it's going the latter.
1: Because Lacazette really does, I think, hold the play up a lot better than
2: Aubameyang.
1: And, I I and, and, he, and he works harder and does more. Do you know, to see the point I'm uh, making? Yesterday, so, so, so I, maybe, maybe, I do, but yesterday, maybe, surely maybe, Lacazette but, was in the... May, Maybe it worked, Sorry.
2: I mean, bizarrely. That, that's what I'm saying. Uh, well, it did work. But, but all I'd say is, I think yesterday in, in in the Spurs game, Lacazette was playing up front in the middle whilst those creative players were behind him at the side of him. And I think that's how Arteta wants to play with Aubameyang and has been playing with him in recent games. So I think, my, I, I mean, who knows? I think Aubameyang would have played centrally and, and, and Lacazette would have been on the bench. And I actually think the one, and, I'm, and I do, and I love Lacazette, right? I love, I, I, I thought his contribution yesterday linking up play was fine. as the same as it always is. But actually his shooting was terrible, wasn't it? I mean, I'm saying he missed three, four chances that, yeah. and specifically yeah. one or two of which I'm convinced Aubameyang would have scored if he'd been in those positions. So actually, you know, I know we won and everything, but thinking about Lacazette's misses, I don't know if that, if that worked, if that selection, worked, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but he scored the winner. Oh yeah, I mean, right. Well, let's talk about the penalty,
0: right? Never a penalty. So it's never a penalty, is it? It's a terrible, it's a terrible decision. Um, that I, I don't I, agree. I think, well, I think it's one of these VAR ones, isn't it? Where you know, for, for, I mean, you must accept if it hadn't been given. It's not being overturned to be given, right? So we're fortunate that we, we the on-field decision was was to give it. I you just the way it looks is the referee cannot have seen that it's been sliced because there is no way Lacazette is getting anywhere near the ball. It's, ins- it's, it's, it's irrelevant. It's gone. The ball. The ball it's is irrelevant. gone. Um, well, it doesn't he's matter. Not denying, he's not denying matter.
2: a goal-scoring opportunity. What, what's he doing there? Uh, that's not. No. 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 It's a foul in the penalty area. It doesn't have to be denied a goal scoring opportunity to get a penalty. That's not the rule of the game. It was a foul in the penalty no, you get a penalty. It was a foul I, anywhere else I, also, on the pitch. Also, I don't know if La- Lacazette. No, no, he I think
0: Lacazette. into him. it. No. Lacazette's leg because he hasn't connected with the ball, flings round and and clatters into Accident, to Sanchez. Acc-
2: yeah.
0: Of you're course. Right. But if Lacazette, Lacazette connected like with the ball it doesn't happen. No, 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 no. Well, we don't know because player, we can't see the physics of it, but Gosh.
2: I think we're, well, lucky. I'm, I'm, we're lucky Sanchez Sanchez carelessly clattered in uh, everything else is irrelevant if, if he it, carelessly clattered in anywhere else on the pitch it's a foul can I say, Am if, I that right, Nick?
1: if that would have been Mustafi that would have done that to Harry Kane Absolutely. we would we on Absolutely. this right now we would be saying what an idiot idiot it was a terrible stupid rash challenge that's
2: yep. what it was and listen stupid uh, Peter Josh Peter Walton Peter Walton Ex-referee in the Times today said this, Arsenal's penalty would have seemed harsh to Tottenham because Alexander Lacazette miscued his shot before he was felled by Davidson Sanchez. That the striker had lost control of the ball is not mitigation, however. Sanchez was careless when clattering into his opponent and according to the laws of the game, if a player shows a lack of attention or consideration when making a challenge, they have committed a foul and it's a penalty. It's true. I think, I mean, but I here, I here, here is
0: the problem with referees, Boyd, because you're, you're saying that and you've got your friend Peter Walton, who you, um, <laughs> you often mention on this podcast. But if I mention a lovely man I've dealt with on a few occasions, Dermot Gallagher, who is the, the resident Sky Sports referee, he, he feels the opposite. You know, he, he felt that, you know, Arsenal were incredibly fortunate to to get the uh, the penalty. And to be honest, I think, in, you know, some of Lacazette's comments after the match, he, he also felt, you know, pretty fortunate really, didn't he, to, to yeah, get so, you know, uh, given uh, the uh, yeah. decision.
1: No, he, he, he was, he's, my take on that was he was fortunate. He missed the ball, but yeah. luckily the guy clattered into him and yeah, got a penalty. Exactly. It was just terrible defending.
0: Exactly, stupid. I think we're lucky. I think exactly. we're lucky.
1: I agree.
2: I think VAR yeah, can't, can't overturn it, but, but we're lucky. We're lucky. He clattered into it. We were him. lucky. No, no, yeah. There's no debate that we weren't that we were lucky. said absolutely has to hold his hand up and go, "I miscontrolled that ball," and, and, and you know, it's quite embarrassingly, and not for the first time in that game, by the way. Again, much as I love him, um, but. It's all irrelevant. And what really, what annoys me slightly is, in the Jermaine genus fury about the penalty, which was so uncalled for, because it... it, it all right, sure, Dermot Gallagher thinks it shouldn't have been... Peter, but it's certainly not an absolute 90... Everyone agrees that it shouldn't have been. It's an absolute 50-50 split, as far as I can make it. I was looking at Twitter today, social media, pundits, etc. It seems to be a 50... It's not an absolute cut-and-dry yeah, split. Absolutely yeah, split. 100% yeah. not. And by the law of... Uh, by the VAR law, by the way, it's equally, it's not, it's not an obvious error in any way. So it, it doesn't... It's just not yeah, one of those to examples stick. of a... Yeah, they had to stick with it, right? So Mm -hmm. on all those reasons, I was a bit disappointed that Martin Keown didn't stand up more and make that point. He kind of, it was like Jermaine James was so furious about it that Keown was almost like, oh my God, I've got to agree. I did feel that. I I think if he sat back and looked at it and thought about it and it would not help again, everyone was like kind of agreeing that it was, but no, it's clearly a lot of people, including me and Nick and Peter Walton and people who know more than us, footballers, agree that it was a penalty. I don't think it's a controversial one. I agree with you. How
1: how many times have we had penalties against us for for less 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 than that?
2: Yeah,
1: and so many times. I mean, my gosh! Finally, we actually we actually get you know we get a
2: penalty for something that's contentious. Good. About time more controversy 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 i can't say the word more controversy to talk about um as well uh, but let's have a before that let's have a little break and we'll come back after this
1: if you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct something that's less mr bean cooler.bike or find them on instagram with hashtag cooler bike cooler.bike e-bikes that are cool af
2: and we're back from the break it's getting quite it's getting almost like jermaine genus like um josh you're in the jermaine genus role uh, we've been quite calm about it no I'm, that's not fair that's not true um but the other thing is the sending off what do you think about the sending off nick
1: uh, again, idiots. What an idiot. Can you imagine if that would have been one of our players? we would be seething. I can get, imagine, get, 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 actually. Getting, I can all imagine, yeah. Getting a yellow card and then a few minutes later, like, smacking someone in the face. What a stupid thing to do. Such a cheap sending off. It was, it was obvious. I mean, just stupid. Uh, I, uh,
2: but again, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an idiot.
1: Was... He, he's an idiot anyway, though. that
0: uh, Lamella. I mean, he's also you he,
2: know, he's, provided he's, one he's, of all, he, the all-time...
0: He, he, it was a great He's provided goal. one of the all-time <laughs> incredible goals. I mean, I, you, I, yeah, I do, you do remember certain goals um, in North London derbies against us. You know, I remember the four-four at the Emirates in, in 2008, and you know, late, a late dipping goal, Danny Rose. <laughs> this is this is probably the one we will always remember. It was exceptional, but it's all the more sweeter to remember it when it's coming yeah. at us. Yeah, yeah. A
1: friend friend of mine is a Spurs fan, and he. He he texted me saying it was a fluke. That's what I think. A lot of the Spurs felt. Uh, they don't like yeah. they don't like they don't
0: like him a lot. Of the Spurs it was, it was really? really. Audacious, it was. A, a I audacious. I mean,
2: I don't like him. He's a, he's a horrendous um, twat. I mean, I think you know he was committing fouls. By the way, he committed about three horrendous fouls before the first booking that he got. So again, exactly. again, I'm not. not I, I'm only marginally obsessed with Jermaine Genius. on match of the day too. But Jermaine Genius was a, was was defending him, was saying he shouldn't have been sent off. I mean, I found that absolutely bonkers. I
1: I thought Harry Kane should have got straight red for what he did. And
2: Right, well, I was going to come on to that in a sec. But before we finish on the Lamella thing, it is very entertaining that he scored one of the most uh, absolutely brilliant goal, potential goal of the season. And I don't I think, I, I, I mean, I don't think there's any way it was a fluke. I think it you ha- it almost like by definition isn't a fluke because he had, it's such an elaborate thing to have to do, isn't it? That that move with your legs and your feet. You can't really fluke that. I mean, it just... He's clean, well, I think he did that
1: a hundred times. It won't go in the corner. A hundred times. Well, he's done it before, not, no, He's not. done it before.
2: So, I mean, yeah, anyway, but it was an amazing goal. And then for them to go on and be such a fucking twat, uh, of a player, and, and, and the fouls that he committed, and the fouls that led to his sending off, it was so satisfa- satisfying. So many satisfying things about the game, above and beyond the fact that it's just us beating Spurs, that was incredibly satisfying. <laughs> Jermaine Genius's, um explosion, I must say too. And Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, post-match interview of Fury, and of kind of like, most like weirdly smug kind of, I've got the excuse of this penalty, and I'm going to attack the referee, uh, and and talk about how terrible they were in the first. It was it something to do with him? It was if he didn't send them out clearly with those instructions and that those tactics that he was soundly beaten tactically you know, by Well, it a well much it, worked. Longer, less it, it, it
1: worked. It worked. The other the other you know when we played there, didn't it? They they just sat back, let us have the ball, yeah. and they, they hit us on the break twice and scored twice. So it worked that time. But I think the thing, work this time it did work, that, what, time. It did work we, that time because because we, we because we were because we were. Um, focus, we didn't make it do anything stupid, and uh, we 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 scored the goals. That's, and I also, because
2: we had sm- the, the personnel Smith Rowe and um, Odegaard yeah, particularly, I yeah, yeah, think made, yeah. it huge, made it, that, that the fact that they couldn't cope with the, that attack on that side, as you was, I think that was Odegaard's best, best game. By the oh, way, as well. I agree, I agree, because I think he's shown. Um, we have a slight disagreement on my what Arsenal WhatsApp group, Dan Baldwin, um, formerly, uh weekly guest on the show many years ago um, is yet to be convinced by Odegaard, Josh. Um, And I think we've seen him in fits and starts. I I, I've been, I've been fairly convinced by him from the start in the sense that I think as soon as he played his first game, he was making really good passes forward passes that you couldn't, you know, and, and only occasionally losing the ball. He then scored a great goal in Europe scored a slightly fluky goal in terms of the deflection yesterday but his general contribution and his pressing he kind of led the pressing didn't he from the front yeah. and you know kind of played managed to play alongside Emil Smith throne in an incredibly um satisfactory way I think it was re- it's really promising now.
1: I think he's to me he's like a like a pet player, like a Man City player. It's that kind of quality. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. hope we can buy I hope we can buy him. And don't forget you know when Pires you know came to us first 10, 12 games, you know, he was very lightweight, kept losing the ball and it just got, he got more and more confidence. Um, so, you know, possibly, possibly give him, give him another sort of five or six games. He could potentially be that kind of calibre, I think, appearance, yeah, I agree, quality yeah. player.
2: Also, I think it was a bit of a pet performance yesterday by the whole team. I just at the way we played, the way we pressed intelligently, like not in a, in a massive layer, but just when we needed to. And I think where we stopped giving them space right from the start, all the way through, apart from that last 10 minutes, I thought it was very Man City-like in many ways, Josh. Yeah, ma- massive
0: to 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 be so, you know, dominant and, and come out of the, um, you know, I mean, to, to go in level felt, you know, ridiculous, didn't it? That we had been that good uh, in the first half, but, you know, just psychologically scoring before half-time, and then you know it was a confidence there that if one team was going to go on and win it, um, it was going to go and, uh, and be us. I know what you said earlier about Arteta's comments about the final 10 minutes, but there was something, I mean, I don't know about your WhatsApp groups, but when it came to those late free kicks, it was just oh, everyone cool. as it was lining up was going, he's going to score, he's going to score, Kane's <laughs> going to score. We always yeah. do this, we always do this. I mean, which probably all fans yeah. do. But it was so pleasing just to get over the line, and I know it was pretty close in the end the way, you know, and, and I think Leno has got off with one massively the way he took a step to the, you know, the wrong side on that one that hit the post. And then, you know, fortunate that Gabrielle was just in the right vicinity to to head it away. But yeah, just just brilliant to to get over the line. But we, we've seen this before, haven't we? I mean, you know, we went away to Leicester and, you know, fantastic. But then to go to Burnley and only draw, it, it is now you know such a test of Arteta like even in this season where we've been crap for huge amounts of it there is a window of opportunity here because for, you know for for all the feeling that we have of of beating Tottenham and north london derby we we face ending the season as low as we have since since the mid 90s and and that still can't we you know we can be pleased but there's only so pleased we can be and you know we we'll sit here you know probably liverpool will you know at the moment beating walls, it's going to be a hell of a challenge. But, you know, we, we've got massive games. I just think if we don't, you know, if we take, you know, a couple of, you know, two draws, it's not enough. We now need to go and get four points from West Ham and Liverpool. And and that is going to be, you know, does it mean our league season ends within two weeks or does it carry on to, towards the end of the season?
1: Can I try just say um, where we came in um, about the sort of pre, pre-Chelsea game? When we we, all the stats, we were twentieth. We were bottom of of, of so many so many of the key key stats, weren't we? And and then after um, after Christmas, we we're around fourth, aren't we? On 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 present form. So I I think you've got to look at it like that. Really, like last year was awful, and something's changed. Certainly, Arteta's changed. Um, The forward play has changed. The focus has changed. And I think we've just got to look at it as a 2021 thing. Uh, obviously, it's going to be halfway through at the end of the season. But if we can carry on that kind of form and sort of 2020, 2021 form, we're fourth or around fourth, I think you've got to say that's huge progress going into next yeah. season. If we can then stay at that level, then we're in contention for top four next season. If if yeah. big if we can carry on like we're going. So, what about Harry, Harry Kane should have got straight yes, there. Yes. Can we talk about that? That's yeah. disgusting. That's outrageous. Yeah. What What was Gina saying about that? Nothing.
2: Well, it's inter- there's a couple of things to say about that. One is that it's a, it's a pattern, isn't it? Harry Kane, England hero, gets away with an incredible amount, I think. He constantly, he does the backing into um, an opposing, usually defender thing, all the time. You know, all the time it kind of jumps up and backs into um players and which is a dangerous thing to do and he gets away with that constantly but you're right yesterday's clattering into was it gabrielle was horrendous a- and everyone you know the more you see it the more it was a clipped it was clipped on social media by arsenal fans obviously i think i kind of i, kinda, I def- it's, it's difficult for match of the day isn't it because they're showing highlights i mean i don't remember whether they discussed it in the live in the live commentary on sky i don't think they did I think it was got a slight mention, I think, almost like, I, I think um, it was mentioned almost in passing. <laughs> but, But of course, the referee didn't do anything. The referee didn't notice it. The, the commentators didn't notice it. The pundits do not notice it. And what's the editor of Match of the Day to do well? I mean, it wasn't an incident, was it? I mean, unless unless Martin Keown, when they were watching it, should have. it's up to him maybe as the Arsenal man in the room to go, I want to talk about that incident, you know. But... So I don't, so I kind of know why, I can see why it was ignored, If it's, but you're right, I 100% agree, it was absolutely ascending off, it was at the very least a booking, it was an awful bit of play, and it was clearly Harry Kane frustrated because Gabrielle had had him in his pocket, to coin a phrase, for the entire fucking game up until that moment.
1: But again, if that would have been an Arsenal player, whoever, Shaka yeah. or, If it had been Jaka, it, it, I, of course. It, we we would have been saying, when watching it, you idiot, you're going to get sent off. And we would expect to see yeah. the red card. And we wouldn't have complained. We would have gone, yeah, well, you're just an idiot. It was
2: a straight red. Outrageous. I, I agree. I, do I, agree. Was fuming, I was fuming at the
0: time. Yeah, same. same. I think there's no question that, you know, being the England captain gives you a little bit of of leeway um, with referees. I mean, obviously there's, there's VAR. So any very serious situation, it's going to be difficult to overturn, but yeah, I don't don't think there's any question that it benefits to, to have a good relationship with the referees and, and being England captain. I just wanted to point. I mean, we haven't really spoken about the European success, you know, from, from the other night. I mean, that was, it was pleasing wasn't it i mean it's yeah. just to, to yeah. go because we leave ourselves in a brilliant situation coming into the second leg where you know i'm i'm hoping that you know we, we're not going to have a nervous last 15 20 minutes and um suddenly you know it's like i just think you know another week from now it, into the the quarterfinals of the europa if we can beat west ham i mean the, ho- the whole mood of the season going into the international break can just be so so different it, you know so, so exciting to do um, you're right, do it, yeah, um, but we did give another silly goal away.
2: We gave another silly goal away and we were lucky not to give more away, weren't we? I mean, let's not forget there was there were a couple of really terrible moments of the past playing out from the back. Louise, I think as since to remember, had one um uh yeah of course so, yeah. So we were lucky because I think, um, in fact, Alan Smith said on the commentary in the Spurs game that all every time we make a mistake passing that we get punished. Well, actually, uh, maybe he was talking in the league, but that certainly wasn't true of that European game because we actually got away with a the couple there. But I think this is such an important week for our because I think I, I actually think kind of no matter. I mean, I don't think I think we could get four points in the next two games for a start, and as, and as you say, Nick, the run after that. On paper, we should, we, you know, that's that's a fairly that's an easy slash decent run in. But um, I actually think these two wins, the European win, you know, barring catastrophe, we've got we 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 should, we should be going through fairly straightforward. I mean, if we if we manage to fuck that up, that would be unbelievable. So we're getting, progressing in Europe, beating Spurs. And they had interesting analysis on Sky this evening on Monday Night Football before the Liverpool Wolves game where Carragher and Thierry Henry were looking at our our, our performances against the top six. So much improvement. This season under Arteta than before in every department, like defensively incredible, like something like half as many goals we've let in in those top six games as we did previously in the previous 18 months or whatever. But what I'm saying is, there's a long, typically long winded -winded way of me saying, I think Arteta has has done enough now. I really think this that even if we stay 10th, which is a possibility, because, you know, we we need all the lots of teams in front of us to start fucking up or to, to lose games. Even if we stay 10th, 8th, 9th, 10th, whatever, even if we don't win the Europa League, which is entirely possible. it's a cup competition. I mean, we you know, imagine if we end up playing Spurs or something in the semi-final and they get their event. I mean, oh my God. I'm just or, saying or the, anything can happen. Yeah, right? Or the final, whatever. It's quite feasible that we finish 8th, 9th, 10th in the league and don't win the Europa League. I think it's fine. In terms, of, I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be gutted, but for Arteta and his position, and I think more importantly, his reputation among the fans, I think he's done enough now this season. I think there are enough signs. Again, Jamie Carragher was saying this on, the sh- on tonight. He was saying absolute improvement, clear. There's a really interesting article by James Benj. On how Arsenal, you know, are going forward and Spurs are going backwards, which you'd love to see. I think for all those reasons, there's a blueprint. I think he will be fine, even if we don't manage much more beyond eighth, ninth, tenth, and not winning the Europa League. Am I insane? Yeah, I agree. Yes, I am insane. Or do you agree? Oh, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. Josh.
0: No, you're you're not insane because I think most Arsenal fans have have bought into it and have seen enough to uh, to want to back him. Don't want to see managerial change, but um, there's a bit of fortune maybe to the way this season has has gone. You know, you just think about if you know winning a North London derby will will stick in our memories, won't it? Whereas if we just lost to Spurs but beaten. Burnley at home earlier in the season. What I mean is, I could just see a situation where we have the same amount of points, but things don't feel, you know, quite as positive. But the the way we went to Manchester United and, and managed to win and get that sort of never winning an away club in the top six off our backs, being so dominant in a in a North London um, derby, showing at Leicester we can go to, you know, someone we've just done enough this season, as well as obviously the, the FA Cup successes last year, where you think, no, I can, I can get behind this and we we've shown that on our day we're like we, there's no reason now I mean the, the the rivals to win the Europa League in the betting you know heading into this round were Man United who obviously got a very tricky situation going to Milan level and Spurs and we've shown we can you know we can do it against Spurs so you know there's there's huge, huge possibilities still this this season I mean we could be talking about qualifying for the for the Champions League and then it's an un, an unbelievable success considering where where we were,
2: you know when when well, I won't say when yeah. Nick was last on with us, but it's incredible, incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, but my my point is actually even if we don't achieve those things, it's fine. And I think pe- people will people need to remember, you know, like like in in Klopp's first season, Liverpool finished tenth. You know, and, and Chelsea have finished eighth, ninth, tenth, eighth, sorry. All right. But you know, I mean not great. Chelsea after they won the league plummeted, didn't they? Did Well, Chelsea tenth then? One of the two was definitely tenth. I think Chelsea tenth were is tenth. not inconceivable. Chelsea were tenth. Right. So what I'm saying is, you know, I think if you see improvement and even you know this even goes back to to the to the Wenger thing because you know when when um, Ben Winston was on a couple of weeks ago and was and was going on about you know ha- how how sh- how almost un- inconceivable it is you know that w- I could be happy with having got rid of Wenger and now got Arteta um, oh, oh my God we're tenth which is embarrassing well actually it's all about improvement isn't it and I think. Clearly, for me like well, I mean, i'm not i'm not I've, i'm not saying we should re relitigate the entire the Wenger thing but i'm just saying i genuinely think we were in decline the more Wenger stayed i genuinely think we're now improving now that we've got arteta that's the difference even though we are 10th nick and well, you can, know yeah, okay, but, can,
1: I, can i just say when, when, yeah. we, when we had this conversation when we were doing badly i was saying at the time to be fair that I thought we had a really good squad, and our squad was not the problem. And I still still feel the same thing. Yeah. I think we've got a really good squad. You could argue there's a few sort of little issues. That, you know, we could obviously debate. You know, not having a second left back, I think is is the weakness for me. But um, it's it's all about the attitude. It's about the forward play. It's about the focus. It's about trying to win the games and. Mm-hmm. Not picking, not picking a team to not lose, which is, I think, what was happening. I think he's che- he's now going going to, to to get a win, and you can see yeah. how conf- confidence breeds confidence, success breeds success. It's all about the attitude. Look at the Liverpool team right now; it's they, they've just lost their, they've lost their mojo. We've sort of got a bit of a mojo now, and um, uh, you know, it's, I feel positive. I'm really looking forward to the next game, whereas you know pre christmas uh, it was you know almost painful watching arsenal it was it, it, it we we just didn't look like we looked like we'd lost before we even kicked off whereas yeah. even with even yeah. without a um yesterday, which I thought was a very stupid decision, but anyway, he made it um we had a good enough squad to play forwards and and we had a great bench. So it's all about the attitude. So If they keep mm. this attitude going, um and I, I was so pleased to see Lee, uh, Leno kick the ball away uh, a few times yesterday. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, he did it. You know, right. But, yeah, I agree. Get, with get that. rid he did of it. Quite get, a lot. Get, yeah, get rid yeah. of it. It was fantastic. Yeah, you have to not, be pragmatic, yeah. Not give yeah. give a goal away every game. Um, um, I, I'm, that makes me feel good just to see that they they've stopped doing that even yesterday. So yeah.
2: I think we've got two, yeah, I agree with that. I think we've got two issues for me. That are, we're, we're. I think we're two issues away from being a, a, a top four contending team. One for me is is getting rid of those individual errors. It's such It's such a, you know, Josh, you were talking about how we've been lucky in some ways. I actually think, I think Arteta's been lumbered with some unbelievable individual mistakes that can't possibly be laid at his, you know, be blamed for. He's, we've still got he those picks players. The players. You know, I know uh-huh. he picks the players, but... But like, for example, like Louise, right? It's been great. I, I, I full, full, comp, full confession. Yeah, you know, I think you know, eighteen months ago, even less than that, I, I, I would have been happy to get rid of Louise. At the end yeah. of the season, e- I think. everyone after that Man City away game when yeah. we came
0: back to football, right. it was but he's, been, gr- he's said, been called really, it
2: really right. He's been great, hasn't he? The last couple of months. I mean, he was excellent yesterday. And so, but what I'm saying is he's still capable of the fuck up because he fucked, because he nearly, he nearly fucked up in the European game. But I'm still going to pick him. I still, I'm still not going to advocate dropping him, even with, and, and, and even that might even stretch to Jaka as well. You know, I know we've got, we've had. Very on this podcast. You still say we shouldn't be playing Shaka. I think I'm, I think he played really, really well yesterday. I think he's I think that combination with Partey and him is is kind of a really good midfield. Totally outplayed Tottenham's midfield yesterday. So, Absolutely. But so for me, the two issues are the individual errors, and the other issue for me is we're now starting games really positively, as you say, Nick. we we're, we're on the front foot, which is great to see, and we have to be. But I do feel we've got this thing about not. Scoring and not putting those chances away, and we did it against Spurs. we can't, I think, we end up, you know, thank God we didn't let them equalize, but we really could easily have been threed up right, in that first half. And I think we need to, to, to make take those chances. But if you look at, if you do compare us to Man City, I mean, there are many differences. They've got hundreds of gazillions of pounds more and a much, yeah, but compare, yeah. they always, but they always capitalise on that domination. The domination that we had yesterday, all those shots. I think you know. May, I think maybe that's the difference between Aubameyang and Lacazette in a way. In this formation, is I think even 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 not having his great a season would have put more those chances away. But generally, that's an issue for me. Is we need to put those chances away.
1: I'm holding on to this um, the this stat of 2021 versus 2020, and if we just focus on 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 the 2021 Arteta Arsenal and um, and just say 2020 was his learning curve. Um, because yeah. he's never never been yeah. a manager before or coach before, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, then I think we can say that we are putting enough chances away. And I think the problem is the other end is is he wants to p- play out from the back fine, but don't play in literally inside your own box. That can't be right. And yesterday, he, they didn't do that. So, and that's down to our test. He's telling them to do that. And when Shaka did that, Burnley. He said he came out afterwards. Arteta he said, "Well, the, he's he's doing what I I'm instructing them to do." So it, you can only blame Arteta for that. Just in the same way, you've got to give Arteta the credit for you know for 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 what they did yesterday and how how we got them playing against Spurs. So it, I, I think he's finding his way and he's got to try and get that balance right. Um, and I think I think uh, oh, I think I, yesterday I, I... Showed, showed us the way that if he carries yeah. on playing like he did against for the 80 minutes, we're going to be fine. If he, if we play like the last 10 minutes, obviously, obviously not. But then
2: you, before we, they had,
1: they, they yeah. had to go for it, didn't they? Spurs had to go for it. Nothing to lose. Of course.
2: Well, let me, before we go on to predictions of the next, of the, of the next, should we will have to do in traditional side, one more, one final thing to both of you is, do you agree with me that I do think he contributed to that last 10 minute situation? So remember Spurs down to 10 men. Right, and obviously they're going for it, and they're suddenly being desperate. But I, I wasn't convinced by substitutions. Bringing on El and William, I have to say, William. I, I'm, I'm so, all I'd say is, William gave the ball away, in pretty much within the first five minutes of coming on, and El gave the ball away about two minutes later. And before that, I don't think many of our players were giving the ball away at all. There was an incredible <laughs> level of pass accuracy in that game, and I, I just think it gave them a. I think sometimes, I think particularly with us, Arsenal, I know it's a kind of you shore things up, right? Yeah, fine. You, you bring on defensive player for attacking player when you need to, when you don't, when you're trying not to concede the goal. But when you're playing against 10 men, really, and and you've played so well, I think to change the structure in that way, I think it was a mistake. Yeah, Josh, he brought brought on William
0: for Smith-Rose, you know, bringing on someone who's been in okay form, who, you know, competent on the ball. It wasn't, you know, a a huge, it's almost a like for like. I mean, El Elneny came on with two minutes left. Uh, Sure. But the strike, I think that's okay. No, it's it's more than... no it was. It was right at the death. Um, I, I do Are you check. Sure? I, I, I feel like it was, you know, barely a couple of minutes before the end of a game. It was, you know, so, something in the late 80s. So just to bring him on and, and shore it up and kind of go, do you know what? It, it's looking like the way it is. Let's get but on it. But it didn't shore it
2: up, did it? <laughs> Whenever he came on, it definitely didn't shore it up. I mean, okay, I, I hate, but
1: I, I hate Spurs just as much as you guys do. But you've got to give them a bit of credit. Um, they were good they, for that, that, period that, period. that that ten minutes. They, they were good, and Mora, you know, was 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 really running at us, and um, was 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 very very um, very good. I thought, and uh, and obviously Harry Kane, hate to admit it, of course, he's a really good player. I mean. That free yeah. kick was it was unbelievable, wasn't it? And it was a great strike. I just think you know, Boyd, they got good, they got good players, got good players. You know, and they they, they, and they, and they, and they went for it, and um, we we were on the back foot.
0: I just think Boyd. If you look at who was on our bench, he, he didn't want to change any of the uh, defenders, and that you know that takes out you know in uh, holding chambers, you know, a uh, you know, might as well have sat there for as long as he wanted. He wasn't coming on the sub goalie's not coming on. So you basically had a choice of, you know, bringing on Danny Sabayos or Willian. And I can understand why he went for, for William in the circumstances.
2: So, um, yeah but no 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 uh, let me just say this let me just say this. I know you're saying like for like on paper it's like for like yeah but the fact is Emil Smith Rowe was an incredible outlet for that entire game right and and, and I and I don't think it was tiring by the way I think he's well, had incredible on, ent- hot, no 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 no, no. Let, let, let me finish but William came on William came on and I'm not blaming him for the entire fact that we were terrible but honestly he was not keeping the ball and helping us close out that game he 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 was a negative contribution to that last 10 minutes he, and, uh-huh. it, and even if and Nenny was on the last couple of minutes there was enough there were five minutes of injury time josh five minutes and a lot of th- those first chances came in that period i, I i'm i'm being i'm being ultra crit- critical but these things are important we could have easily ended up drawing that game if we end up drawing that game and not you know and then who who's to blame then when, you know, if, if on any end if the two players you bring on to shore things up are like giving the ball away and, and are not keeping the structure, helping to keep the structure that you've played brilliantly in. Uh, you have to you have to recognise it. I don't think it was a good substitute. Who, who gave away the two guided. Who, who gave away the
1: two free kicks? Because that those were the those were the, the key moments. The free kick where he, he had he scored the goal um, but was marginally offside, thankfully. Uh, that was stupid, free kick to give away. And then the other one on the other side was equally as stupid when, when he hit the post. Um, so those are the, Those were their two moments in mm. the game, mm-hmm. actually. Sure. So it was, for all the huff and puff, they only had those two chances. Both came from stupid free kicks that we gave away really cheaply. Uh, I don't think I don't think that was William that gave it, uh, those two free kicks away. It wasn't. No. It'd be interesting to be interesting to rewatch that because I thought that was that, that was a
0: danger. So, Boyd, yeah, we've got sure. th- Thursday night under the lights um, at, at the Emirates, one of those games that uh, you'd have been rushing to go to in uh, in normal uh, times. Um, but, well, yeah, massive, massive lead uh, we've got against Olympiacos. So, I don't know. What, what, I, I think, you know, from, from looking at the way that first leg went, you know, lovely to see Socrates and, and check in on how he's been doing. But, you know, I, I see another home win, Uh another home win on Thursday and I'll say 2-1 two, two, to Arsenal I think it'd be a slight scare I can see us conceding but 2-1 to uh, to Arsenal for me Nick yeah mm. yeah yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 which is more than enough it's more than enough. We'll, we'll take that. And I just did have a quick glance at the betting on the Europa League. I mean, it is still Tottenham United Arsenal, the front three, all very very close together in the betting. And then it's you know Ajax, Villarreal, Roma. So you know, there's a it would be you know there's a there's a good opportunity. We hope for a hope for a kind draw. I like the idea of playing Rangers. It'd be interesting to have a game against wouldn't, Rangers. That would
1: be great. Wouldn't it be great? Yeah, that would be great. Spurs, yeah. Wouldn't it be great for Spurs to get United? That would be.
0: Or into oh, the that that'd
2: be great, fantastic. Anything but Spurs. Anything but Spurs. I just and then this yeah. this
0: game against West Ham. I and mean, again, West Ham were unlucky.
2: I haven't predicted. I have made a prediction yet, Josh. i don't believe you're riding roughshod over over the predictions, which I which as I always say is the only thing that's keeping this podcast <laughs> um, unique. It's all the other arts of podcast. I I was going to go for one 0 but Nick go for that. So I'm going to go for. Um, Nick said one or One Oh, did you? Sorry, what did you yeah. say, Josh? Two one. 2-1. Okay, I'll go for 1-0 then. I'll go for 1-0. Right. Go for a clean sheet, which we haven't had for a while. Um, but yes, then the West Ham game. This is an interesting one, isn't it? West Ham having an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable season in this weird season of seasons.
0: Yeah, what I mean, think, it, it, yep. I, f- I, f- I think they're the, uh, the standout, you know, arguably the standout performer in terms of like, unexpected... Uh, league positions and you know obviously they've had actually a couple of defeats you know to to United and to and to Man City but we're so unlucky in both in both like good opportunities. I'm sure only lost by an own goal to Man United. Um and at and at home they've been uh, been particularly strong, less so a little bit on their on their travels. Um I to be honest think we will draw this game one all um I, I'm I'm not um I'm not sure that we can go there and get the win but um yeah I think if one all um t- tying us up to then play Liverpool at home after the international breaks I think you know we'll 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 have to maybe take I think we need 4 points to really be in contention but I think we'll only get one on Saturday. Mm.
1: Nick I'm I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal a bit a bit like uh, the um the, the performance against Spurs and uh, Leicester Maybe, I think
2: they're,
1: they're going to score first and we're, we're going we're to win. And it'll
2: be a great win, won't it? Yeah, I am going. I think we'll win as well. Wow. I, I really do, yeah. I've, got, so yeah, confident. I've got a newfound... newfound not com- it's never confidence. It's never, ever confidence. I mean, hope. it's more it's hope. optimism. Hope. It's, it, it's blind optimism, yeah, in this situation. I think we can beat West Ham. I mean, I just think we're better than West Ham. I mean, I just think it's an incredible season i'm i'm pleased for them because i like them their supporters and i like some of their players but i think we can beat west ham yeah i'm, I'm fairly confident if you look at i'm looking at the table now by the way we're now in the in- interesting we've got game in hand over quite a few teams above us one game <laughs> over various teams above us so we re- if we do beat west ham we could be like three four points behind them with a game in hand i mean actually no the same amount of games so It's still, I still think it could go to the as I said, as I said last week, in this in the league. So it's an it's an it's going to be a really interesting period. And by the way, just to say, so I think I think we're going to win that game. Um, I'm going to say two one. I know Nick said two one as well. I'm going to say two one as well. Josh, you're shaking your head. What you think? We're mad? No, I just
0: sort of it's uh, it's lovely to have such confidence. I mean, they they've been very very good at home. I think it's uh, it's probably United have, have won there, Liverpool won there, and then. Very early on in the season, Newcastle won there. But apart from, I mean, they've been very, very good at home. I think, uh, you know, you can say that we're better than West Ham, but I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're basing that on, really. From from last chunks of this season, they've been. Uh, I'm, just know, going on the, I'm just going solid. on the. Leic- I'm going on the Leicester and Spurs.
2: Perform. I'm going yeah. player for player right now. Right now, the, the team that he. Yeah, I, I think we. I think so we I think we've got better players than West Ham. I don't think it's a controversial statement. West Ham have played out of their skins, and they've been brilliantly managed this season. But I'm um, You know, imagine if we got that manager, no, no one, everyone would be up in arms. I just think. Right. I just think it's a bit oh, of. I, uh, I think right. on. I think. I think we're capable. Thierry Henry said tonight, uh, inspiringly, inspirationally on um, Sky, that Arsenal could be anyone now on their day. I think that's true. I'm not saying we will. I'm saying in uh, theory okay. we can be anyone on yeah, that yeah, day. You, just to say factually, just to clear up the who who conceded the free kicks, um, which we're talking about recently. Uh, Gabrielle, conced- con- con- sorry, Partey conceded Partey, one of them. Yeah, Partey. Yeah, and who had you know so and uh, he was for me he was lumbered with having El Nenny play next to him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my theory, and. Um, Gabriel fouled Lucas Moura, which led to the led to. So the, there you go. So, you know, so there you both, go. So, brilliant so games. You'd There's argue more to it than that. Players.
1: You've got two. Yeah, of right. Our best they, were, they
2: were two. Exactly. Exactly. They were absolutely 100. Stupid free kicks anyway, to give away. Anyway. They were, of course. Of yeah. course. Were. The whole team went nervy for that. Anyway, but the bottom line is we've beaten Spurs. Arteta yeah. right. vindicated. Arteta right. vindicated. Uh, Albamyang, I think we'll see him Thursday. I think he will play on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. After, yeah. Even, even leaving early, even leaving early, and all that, not doing the warm down and all that. I think he'll play. I think so I, I, I hope think he's, that's first I think he's first you want, there. would wouldn't you want
1: to save him? Save him for West
0: Ham. I think no, he has to I play some part play in this game.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think he'll play from the start. I think he'll play from the start. I'd rather. I, I think you know, especially bearing in mind he, he you know, we he played in the game where we beat them three one. I think he'll play. All right, um, Nick, it's been a joy as ever. It is, mate. Good to have good you good back. Thanks, mate. Literally a joy compared to the last time you were here in that, in that trough. And no uh, thank you, Josh, as ever. Um, brilliant. And we'll be, back. we'll be back next week, hopefully with two excellent results. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.
1: Plus.